Epic is a relatively recent addition to where to go in Dublin and for somebody who is visiting from anywhere this is definitely a place to go if there are, you have any drop of Irish blood in you and as it says as you walk in through the foyer and into the entrance it says we all come from somewhere and for those of us who emigrated we know exactly where we came from I'm chatting with Dervil O'Neill who is with EPIC and first of all what is EPIC? EPIC is Dublin's newest visitor attraction and it is the Irish Emigration Museum and we only opened last May so we're nine months in operation and last May as you will imagine we were 489 of 489 things to do in Dublin on LinkedIn or on TripAdvisor but we are now number 19 fantastic. so in nine months we've had a fantastic record people are really loving it and we're telling the story of Irish migration so it's a story that's never been told before we know little bits of it we know Indeed. about the famine and things but the whole story has never been told and so for the first time now EPIC the Irish Emigration Museum is telling that story of all of the people who left Ireland we go right back to the 6th century up to the current time so it's why they left how they left and what they did when they got to their new destinations okay. how they influenced the world if you like so that was Dervil O'Neill who I didn't bother to introduce and Dervil is here with and thank you first of all for agreeing to have a chat with us and uh, it looks like we're about to check in. We are about to check in to our departure gate here so everybody who comes to Epic feels like they're going on a journey. I got that feeling. And you can see it looks very much like sort of an airport uh, departure gate indeed, here. Indeed. And what, what do you need when you get to the airport? You need Boston. your passport. You need your passport. But in, in Epic, you get a nice green passport. And, and Cleona is going to tell us a little bit about it, perhaps. Oh, in, indeed. The other thing, of course, is you need, when you go anywhere, is you need money. You do need money, but thankfully when you're coming to Epic, you don't need that much money. Excellent. Because we offer great, great value. Do you want me to go into the pricing? No, well, well, we'll cover that maybe a little later on. So, I've just arrived in Cleona. You're, you've given me a passport. Yeah, your passport is a souvenir of your visit to Epic, and it also has the map inside. So, you'll see there's 20 different galleries, each has a different theme. So, we have four main themes of migration, motivation, influence, and connection. So, you head all the way through on a one-way pattern all the way around yeah, and, and you can get your passport and you've these colour coded yes they do that's the four separate themes and you can get your passport stamped in every gallery along the way fantastic the gallery stamp is a bit of fun yes. so you stamp it and people become absolutely obsessed with making sure every single gallery gets the stamp we thought it was going to be really popular with kids adults have gone nuts for it but it also this passport does a little trick in the last gallery and I'm not going to tell you what it is often until we get there Okay. but you'll see the little trickery when we get there ok thanks Cleon. thank you because what we're starting with looks like uh, CN Railways, a farm in Canada. Canada. And it, this was an ad. This was an ad. Opportunities for your children, life in the open country, a home and success. And this I is just the beginning of our journey. So this is a real ad from way back then. Indeed. Um, and do we have a date? Approximate, because I can't see a, a, any approximate date. Well, um, I imagine it's it's the 1800s. So it was from the colonisation department. Yes. Which is fascinating. Um, and we're looking at this is where you would come along and sign up and head out to Canada to the Great North. Yeah, and look, it's, you were invited from north, from the north, from Scotland, from 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 England, from yeah. Ireland, from uh, all over to indeed. come. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. 
we have some very um, interesting digital letters in Epic Okay. And one of them was from a brother to a sister back home and he had just arrived in Canada and he was working on a farm and he said to his sister, get over here quick, there's plenty of men. Okay. So she was looking for a husband. So unlike a lot of places the diaspora went to, I know the relationship with Canada is particularly long in that, of course, Newfoundland, Oscailgis, Talavnehesk, or Talavanesk, which is the land of fish. Yes. And that goes back to about the 1600s, as yes. I understand it. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it? Now, this is our first gallery, and this is all about leaving the land. So, you've got this very emotive uh, scene of the sea, yeah. and obviously, when you're leaving Ireland, you have to go by sea, right. either, either over it in a plane or True. on it in a ship. True. So, the sea plays a really important part, so this is very impactful. And as we walk through this gallery, we sort of have flashing scenes of Ireland, so things that memories that people might have of Ireland when they're actually leaving. Um, I'm looking at the floor as well because what we, we are surrounded by things. It's not that it's on a wall. It's it's everywhere. Like it's, they it's above you, below you, yes. beside you. It's all over. It you are in. You are you are embraced. Indeed, you're being embraced by, by Ireland and its story. Indeed. And as I say, here we have the little stamping station which you use, your, you, you put your passport into the stamp and you okay. get the little mark and as I say... Now um, I'm looking also at the, um, the birds that are flying. Yeah, they represent the wild geese. That's what I thought they yeah, may have. Yeah, so it's all of the people, all of the Irish people who went off to fight in other people's wars in the 1600s to 1800s. Yeah. Some of whom, as I'm sure you know, became the wine geese. Indeed. So many of these soldiers going off to the likes of Bordeaux, landing there, and then finding that perhaps making wine is a little bit nicer than being in, in an army. Indeed. So uh, we've some famous um, Thomas Barton, for example, okay. was one of those wild geese who became a wine goose yes. and uh, developed his own wine, so Barton, which is still currently drunk to this day. So if I want to put my passport in... You just follow I the little signs, little, you follow the little arrows, in she goes, yes. and so then just move, press that in, there ah, okay. you go, you've just stamped your first gallery. So you can see ah. how you could become obsessed with it. Oh, very, very. Now this is our second gallery, and this is our transport gallery. So this magnificent sculpture, which was actually designed and made by a lady called Ellie McManus from County Carlow, depicts all the different modes of transport that people would have used to leave Ireland. Now look, Austin, over here, if you look, the very first little boat, a curragh, yes. which you'd have used back in the 6th century. Now you can imagine how uncomfortable that was to face on a long journey. In fact, St. Killian um, would have gone off on one of those heading and, off to and, the island of Iona. And the Brendan Voyage. Yes, absolutely. And then you can see we progressed up to fancier type ships and then heading off ultimately into, into planes. So it's a very nice um, sculpture. And then here you see a map of the world. We're looking down on the world, if you like, and we can see Ireland. And we map out all the different places that people travelled to by date. So look, we're in the 1950s here. You can see we're moving into planes. So yeah. we're going further afield. 
and you can see we certainly did travel. We did. And we really did go all over the world. You know, people associate it more with the likes of Canada and America and Australia, but we went everywhere. You know, we went to Southeast Asia, we went to Russia, we went everywhere. And I think um, somewhere in all of that, there would have been a little bit of two-way traffic. Because, oh yes, absolutely. Because while we went, I think some then would have come back with part of the blood, the, the bloodlines from abroad, and help build oh, out our story. Absolutely. And then we've had lots of people come to live in Ireland. You know, during the recess, before the recession, even a lot of people came to live in Ireland. So it's a two-way thing. Is absolutely correct. I'm afraid. I'm this is your passport again. It is. And, and now that I've, I've learned how to do this. You've um, become an expert on Well, not only that, I wouldn't want to be deported. No, you would not. Or, this, or I wouldn't want to be undocumented. This is our third gallery, and this is called Arriving in a New Land. So this is all about the emotion that you'd feel. You've left home, you've arrived now, you're maybe a little bit tired, maybe a little bit nervous, but possibly excited as well about the opportunities that lie ahead. So what we'll find here on the big screen uh, in the vault is you'll, you'll meet with six uh, migrants who will tell you their story and a few of them actually one of them in particular did go to Canada so hopefully he'll come up for us now and we can let him tell his story I recognise that trunk is that one of yours? <laughs> There's Annie Moore and I, oh, Annie yes. Moore was the first Irish lady yes. to go through Ellis Island yes. Um, she was given a gold coin when she went through right. and it was equivalent to about 200 euros today so that was like this welcoming thing she actually went on to have 12 children so she was a busy lady indeed was um, she in Cork? she was graduate yeah. of the mothers of seven yes indeed and sadly she passed away at the age of 50 but she wasn't a bad age in those no, days no no no, no. You know. no but I'd say a tough enough life a tough enough life we've actually been able to get in contact with her granddaughter would you believe right. connect, we're going, trying to connect with her to get her over to visit Epic, That'd be which would be fantastic. Would be. I've seen the sculptor in um, uh, Philadelphia. Yes. Of the figures of ships arriving, and also, um, of course, in Toronto. Yes, of course. And by 1850, the Australians refused to maintain the girls in those barracks. So the shipmen stopped. They worked as a nurse maid before my first marriage. Twin X convicts. They worked on sheep farms up towards Brisbane, where we have 13 children. 13 children. And when he dies, uh, around boarding house, put food on the table. Until I married again. Good woman. Okay, I'm sending those kind of stories. Justin, uh, um, of course, that's where uh, so many of the immigrant women particularly ended up in service. They did, yeah. Whereas the immigrant men would have ended up labouring. Yes, yeah. I don't know which I'd have preferred. I'd say it was equally miserable I'd for both. I'd say equally miserable, yeah. Very you know, hard certainly work. Certainly in the uh, Canadian and the Ottawa uh, situation where they were um, building the canal. Yeah. In many cases where they lived were in literally 
shelves that were dug out of the bank of Great Canal and climbed in and slept at night Good in an area known as Corktown. Wow. Terrific. Um, yeah, and you know, these people, when they did arrive, as many would, we see, we saw cases as we came through yeah. that what they left Ireland with might have been in their Sunday best, and that might have been all. And next thing they turn out to, to physically start digging. Hard labour. Yeah. yeah. This gallery, Austin, is the beginning of the, the uh, motivations for leaving. So this particular one deals with people going off to do good works in the world. So okay. spreading the word and Christianity, doing social work, bringing emergency relief and being educators mm -hmm. so in each of these interactive pods you can just walk in and flick along and pick a story okay. of something that particularly interests so what would you like to hear about there's Columbanus do you want to hear about him I'll hear about Columbanus there we go introducing some Irish believers who left Ireland to spread their faith across the globe so will we pick we'll pick Columbanus there he is not a bad looking man no so he's one of the most celebrated missionaries of the Irish Church. I'm sure you've heard of him. Well, there's the Knights here of Columbanus in this country. There is indeed, and indeed I know one of them. Really? And yes. then, whereas on the other side, they're known as the Knights of Columbus. Yes. Because they associate with Columbus as distinct from Columbanus. Yeah. So do you want to... And you only know one. I only know one. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. <laughs> so you can flick along you're or you can... You're living, you're living a sheltered life. <laughs> I am, obviously. <laughs> Uh, so who will okay. be here? Edel Quinn, 1907-1944. So the first thing this is telling me is we have gone from, I'm going to go back, mm -hmm. we're, we've gone from um, Columbanus, which was in 540 AD up to 615, yes. and I'm taking it that we are chronologically going to come up through a period, but we're now relatively recent, 1907-1944. Yeah. So what the story, the, you're, you're, you're telling me is when someone comes in here, we're not... We're, our history is being traced back yes. and it's not just a moment in time or a period in time it's, no. a, it's, it's a, a story rather than an event it really is and we go right back to the 6th century and up to 2015 right because so many exhibitions, museums, places are events yes Whereas yeah. here it's very much a process and a story. It really is. Yes. And that's, that's, that's what makes us so different. Indeed, indeed. So I'm following. You're following me. I'm so we're following. now, this is now uh, quite a little bit of a sad gallery because this is about hunger, work, and community. Right. So, you know, obviously this deals with the famine. Yes. Uh, the, the Great Famine of 1845 to 1849. Um, it's also about people having to leave Ireland to go off and find work. You know, even in the 1970s, people had to leave, find opportunities around Europe and, and the States. So if you have a little look over here, at these little digital stacks we call them okay you can actually open letters that people sent from their newfound lands writing back to their loved ones telling off their journey so for example let's flick one about a journey so while that one's coming up um as a result of this area here is the famine story now something that would be very much part of the Irish memory in this millennium? Because I would say when I was growing up and even going to school, I don't really remember. Mm. Do you know it's actually on the curriculum, the school's curriculum this year? 
for uh, for for students, second level students. So actually, they are they know so much more about it than yeah. you would have said in your day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we not want to talk about it then? I mean, I, we... well, I think there was so much. I believe there was so many great silences. Yes. Yeah. And I do believe that some of the silences resulted from divided families that some succeeded, some failed, or some families ended up um, either being... Some, some may have been middlemen, some may have... Um, uh, the Irish, I don't think, were particularly kind to, the, to each other yeah. in various periods. And part of the process was, well, let's not talk about it because you never know what scab you're picking off what wound. Yeah, that's very, very true. Well, as I say, now it's on the curriculum this year in schools. We are getting a lot of, uh, we feature a workbook for schools mm -hmm. as well. So they come in and they come and they do a little bit of research here in these letters. They, they uh, read them and find out about people's stories of how they got to their new lands and how they fared when they got there. Mm -hmm. And as you well know, I mean, look, a million people left the country. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, you know, we had so many people who left. I mean, if you think Think about Ireland's population in 1835. It was mm -hmm. the peak of population. So you had 8.5 million people. Now, when you mention that, and this is one of the things I share constantly with my wife. At that time, the population of Dublin was probably maybe 20,000. Right. Which means everyone lived down the country. They did. So if you take 8 million people and you scatter them around the country, the country roads were busy with people on an yeah. ongoing basis. Yeah, absolutely. But if you roll on to 1890, 40% yeah. of those people were gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you think about the numbers, and you know, we say there are you know, 10 million left Ireland, we have the roots of 70 million mm -hmm. globally. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, for a small country, we're fairly scattered. And fairly, fairly. So, this is where um, a visitor connects with that period in time. Yes. And in connecting with that period of time, it's connecting also with the various points in the world that people migrated to, which predominantly would have been North America. It would have been. I mean, yeah. there were, you know, during the famine years, you know, what, over a million would have yeah. gone, gone to, the, to, to North America. But a lot went to Canada. Well, I they mean, went to 300,000. Well, they went through Grosseals and then ended did. up down in the U.S. even then. Yes. So, um, and I've been to Grosseal and it's very, very moving. I can it's, imagine. It's very moving. Um, and that's why I said when I saw the, the figures on, in Canada Park, or in Ireland Park in Toronto, and likewise in Philadelphia, you know, it, it registers that this was something that was along the whole east coast of the US. Yeah. And can you imagine the state of people as they got off oh. those boats? They were so, some of them were so ill. Dying. Yes, yeah, and that's what's fascinating in Grosseil. What I loved, in, and, and when I say I loved, I, I mean what I found the most moving in Grosseil was when you arrive, and you have the decom cam, contamination stuff, yes. and it is as it was, and it is. It puts a shiver up your spine when you realise that, like it's got like what they had in concentration yeah. camps, where you were hosed down and the clothes were taken and they were burned. burned. I'm sure. Yeah, and, and, you and, were what, and it's, and it's and there. That's what you're looking at the equipment yeah. and it's as it was. Yeah, no, it's shocking. Yeah. This gallery is the gallery of conflict. So this is all about people, Irish men going off to fight in other in other people's wars. So mm -hmm. this particular interactive table, and as you can see, it is very unusual mm -hmm. with all these swirls. There's nothing else like it in the world. It's very, very advanced technology. This features kind of 1600 up to 1800. Mm -hmm. So this 
is your, you know, your wild geese. I actually found a book at home that I intend to start to read. It's Francis McMarmus. Right. For, uh, dealing with um, up to 1916, the 16, the wild geese up to 1916, wow. and it's reflections on peop- uh, different stories of people during that period. Yeah. Well, you can just flick on some of these uh, swirls on the, this very interactive table mm-hmm. and and learn more about different characters. The other table over here then brings us up from sort of 1800s up to modern times, okay. so the World Wars and such. There's the Crimean War here, okay. 1853 to 1856. Now, what must be remembered, I suppose, as well is during all this period, um, and it's no more than a statement of fact, Ireland was part of the, the United Kingdom. Yes. So consequently, participation in some of these wars and, and battles would have been under the British flag yes. um, because it was just one territory or it was seen as one territory yeah. and that in itself had its consequences on families yeah absolutely yeah. so we're moving now into the last gallery that deals with the motivations for people to leave and this is actually quite sad this is one that deals with its state and society. So, you know, poverty wasn't the only reason people left. Oppressive laws, mm-hmm. penal laws, mm-hmm. you know, where people just had to leave. They mm-hmm. were thrown out of their homes. Also, uh, we deal here with the whole area of the Magdalene laundries. Okay. I mean, you know it. It's so mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. Women who were brought to these laundries, their children taken from them. Mm-hmm. They were adopted off to homes in Canada and in North America. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just feel that sort of, that's such a sense of sadness. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to believe the last Magdalene Laundry only closed in 1996. Yeah, doesn't I remember. That, doesn't that sort of shiver down I know, your back? I remember when in Galway, being conscious of, I knew where the Mag- Magdalene Laundry was in Galway. It went from when I was young. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, it's shocking. There's and also some very sad stories here. There was a lady called Sarah Walsh, and she was accused of assisting to steal a ball of cashmere wool. She was a married lady with three children and an infant, and she was sentenced to life in Tasmania. So she was transported to Tasmania with her little daughter, who died in an orphanage, and she never saw her family again, all for a ball of cashmere wool, which she was only assisting to acquire for someone. So sad. I remember reading, um, I don't know if you've ever read McCarthy's Bar. It's, uh, he's uh, was a travel writer, but he's died uh, prematurely and came to Ireland a number of years back to visit every pub that had their name McCarthy over it. And he well, he must have been busy. He was. <laughs> and he wrote a brilliant book, but he wrote a second book and he wanted to go to every place in the world called McCarthy. Wow. And he went up in Alaska and he was in Tasmania. And he brought the, I, I remember reading him in Tasmania, Maher was in Tasmania. Right. Who ended up as the second governor in Montana. Wow. And had been, uh, yeah, and ended up being assassinated. Wow. So, you know, the, some of this, this stuff that turns up from various parts of the world yeah. is fascinating. It is fascinating. But uh, well, this whole topic of mother and child is going on our day. The baby hospitals are, that, that, that's, um, and one side of it being the emigration side, of course, but the horrors that went around that and some of the stories of unmarked graves etc as well yeah. is horrendous horrendously sad for those who would have a, a big one of this that uh, or would have helped explain this was uh, of course the movie 
um, last year. Um, what's, what was it? Um, Wish I could help you there. No, it didn't come. Uh, oh, I got an Oscar or whatever. It was the child who was brought over to America um, from down in the Midlands and eventually came back to try and find his mother. And oh. oh, that's right. Um, oh, this is going to kill me now. It's killing both of us. Yeah, it's going to kill us both. Um, was it Philomena? Was yes. that Philomena? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Philomena and so many people can relate to would have seen that. Yeah. But that's the room we're in. That's we're in, the room. We're, that's we're in the Philomena room. We're in the Philomena room. That's 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 certainly yeah. a very good way to yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, so so you know this is qu- this is quite quite emotional. It you, is. you know it's, it, it's it's a hard one to, to read, but we're now going to move into the next theme of ethic, which is all about the influence that the Irish had. So. We've gone to our new land, so what did we do? What happened next? I have to tell you, my two son-in-laws teased me because I handed them a book by Thomas Cahill. Right. How the Irish Slave Civilization. Right. Are you familiar with it? I'm not, but I, I, it sounds like I'm going to have to read it. It is fascinating. For a whole lot of reasons, it's fascinating. But I told them it was mandatory reading before they were allowed to go up the altar. Wow. <laughs> Good one. Now, look at this. The Pope's visit in 1979. Do you remember that? I do, because 1979, at that time, uh, I have to confess, it was in Bundorn. Right. And our eldest was born in 1979 in Sligo. She was born in July and he was he turned up around that time of the year yes he did yes um so this is a short video uh, where you sit down and reflect and we give you some defining moments of irish history right. some very sad there was 1979 a bombing good friday agreement in 1998 yeah. so very much defining moments oh, do you remember this 1990 uh-huh. Uh-huh. world cup uh-huh. Oh. That was um, wow, yes. fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, happy, happy was day! Jack, Jack was army. Jackie's army. And we were rolling around the streets. Daniel Day Daniel Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, with my left foot. When he got the the, the, the two Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. The Oma bomb. The in 1998. They always say you remember where you were at these moments. Yes. I remember where I was when that happened. Oh, there's Sonia Sullivan yes. in 2000. Sonia's been in to see us many times. Yeah. She just missed out on the gold. Yeah. It must be hard for her to watch that. Suitably dressed in emerald oh, green, look at that. the Queen took an historic step into the public. Argus Akoida. Over seven decades, 10,000 women were forced to work in the laundries. Almost a thousand of them never left. We were slaves. I was a child slave. There was a hugely emotional atmosphere all around Cove Park this evening. Presented for Stringer, O'Gara, John Steele King, Shane Morgan's in position. I'm hoping I can get in a rugby game. <laughs> I hope you do. Hope you do. <laughs> now this is about the influence uh, that Irish had on sport. Right. So this is a very unusual table. So what you do, Austin, is you take a little icon, take an icon, and it'll have a sport on it. So well, where's hockey? Okay, let's go because, find hockey. Because yeah, I know you play. Because you've Geraldine. Geraldine is it Geraldine? Uh, you've a famous Canadian hockey lady, uh, Geraldine Heaney. Okay. Irish Canadian ice hockey coach. Heaney, because there's another uh, like. Uh, uh, 
in Ottawa there's a pub Liam Maguire's and it, you know Liam Maguire the name doesn't come from um, I can't find it let's find it here because you know we know we know that much and all as people would say hockey is a Canadian sport we know where it came from yeah well, somebody's somebody must be using Someone's it. Someone's gone with the pub. Somebody's gone with yeah, it. They the, liked it that yeah, much. Yeah, they've gone with Are you, have you any interest in um, in tennis? Tennis? Yeah. Me, do you mean there's an Irish influence in tennis? Absolutely. I didn't did know about that. Did you know that an Irish man called Willoughby Hamilton won Wimbledon no. in 1896? For my time. It's before my time too, I can tell you. Yes, he won Wimbledon. He was only 25 years old. Okay. Um, so what sport would you like to pick? Well, let's so put up okay. the tennis so and see who comes up. Okay. So top tennis players with Irish ancestry can be found all over the world. Now you know Pat Cash, the famous mm -hmm. Australian. He's of Irish ancestry. Okay, so, so I did... Uh, th Mabel Cahill. You know about Mabel Cahill? No. Won the US... Um, where is she here? The U.S. Nationals Women's Single in 1891. Yeah, an Irish lady from Kilkenny. For my time. For my time too. But Mabel Cahill, there you go. Right. You know, you don't think that we no. were, were good at these sports, but we were. Who else do we have? What, oh, John McEnroe? John McEnroe. You cannot be serious. Well, no, I can understand that with the tantrums and the tantrum, yeah. temper, I can see where the... Well, there you go. Grandparents from Cavan and Westmead. That explains... And, I mean, he won seven Grand Slam single titles, nine um, Grand Slam men doubles the, yeah, titles. Yeah, yeah, You know, amazing achievement. So he could have an Irish passport. Yes. There you go. Who else do we have? Do you have any interest in golf? Oh, well, we, I've, you know, I've had the opportunity a number of years ago when he was starting out. It's relatively recent, but in an interview with Shane Lowry. Yeah. Oh, very good. Just, uh, um, yeah. uh, so who do we have here? John, John McDermott Jr. Mm. Father from Ireland. Nope. Went off to the States. Right. Considered the best golfer in America, perhaps even in the world, in 1911, 1912 US Opens. How about that? Well, you know... Uh, again, he's before your time. Had you heard of him? No, I hadn't. But I'll tell you again, naturally, we have so many natural golfers. Because hurling is such a, such a part of our background because I see it flashing like the baseball bat yes. and I know my father used to always say that rounders was a great game in Belfast yes. and of course the rounders is the precursor of Belfast. And it is and I remember playing rounders in yeah. school. And uh, of course we will re relatively claim uh, Shinty was it as was the Scottish but hurling has been the precursor of hockey. Yes. And um, and speaking of which, we've now arrived in the GAA gallery, so that's well timed. Indeed, it is. Hockey, our uh, camogie, hurling, GAA football, all played all over the world. Indeed. And and the picture here that's going like the the hurdles that are on here are very much like a hockey stick. They are very much like a hockey stick. Yeah. They're all connected. Oh, I know. I know. And in, so what we're seeing here is so in Argentina, some people with hurleys. Yes. Yeah. Europe. And, of course and the GAA has so many clubs all over the world. The great thing about the GAA, of course, is that in dealing with immigration and diaspora, one of the things I would say when people arrive in Canada, in Ottawa, the younger generation reach out to the GA. Yeah. Because again, being a parish-based organisation, when didn't matter where they came from, be it Dublin or down the country. Yes. The GA was always a part of their always, life, and, and yeah. they know to reconnect. Yeah. More so than it, any other organisation. I think so. Great power. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, and keep your fish. And of course, Sam McGuire then comes from where my wife's from. All right. She's a Dunranway. Very good. 
So this is a very interesting gallery. This is all about science and innovation. Right. So this is all your inventors, uh, explorers like Ernest Shackleton, famous physicists. Um, so people you'd never have heard of who've done amazing things. Look at this guy, an engineer from Kilkenny, yeah. Robert Fulton. Yeah. Built the first practical marine, submarine. Did you know that? I did actually. You'd heard of him? You're, yeah, you, I did you, because you know the reason being that when he, um, actually it's in County Clare they're endeavouring to bring that that submarine wow. back to Ireland to set up a marine um, museum. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you know an Irishman invented drinking chocolate? Well, I knew how you. I didn't know. Okay, well, Sir Hans Sloan, his story is in here. Right. He was a physician uh, from Dublin, and he went off to join the British Navy in the Caribbean. Okay. And they had a terrible local drink there, a cocoa drink that people find made them feel nauseous. Okay. So Sir Hans Sloan found if he put warmed milk into it, it was very palatable. Okay. He brought the recipe back, and it ended up being sold to Messrs Cadbury. There you go. See, right. lots of things you just didn't know. Lots I didn't know. And that's what we find with people who come to Epic. Lots say, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, and you know, we've 370 stories, and so many of them you won't know. There's Ernest I know Shackleton. Shack I know, you know about Shackleton. Shackleton. I do indeed. I know about that one. Uh, and I did a bit on that recently. Um, X-ray. No, I didn't know about that. Dame Kathleen Lonsdale. Do you know what's great to see so many women who were involved in science? Who did amazing things. She was from Kildare. Right. And this only further reiterates why I was good um, to get my son-in-law's to report the Irish state civilization. <laughs> I'm going to have to read that now. <laughs> There's Sir Hans Sloan I just told you about. Yes. John yeah. <gasps> Tyndall. He was from Carlow. He discovered why the sky is blue. Now the sky isn't very blue in Ireland very often, is it? No, so he well, obviously did emigrate. He was the first to explain why the sky he blue. Oh, he did. He to somewhere did. where the sun shone. Where the sun shone a bit more than it did here, yeah. Right. So he was quite a character. He was, uh, he was from originally from Carlow. One of the things I noticed when we travel around various parts of U.S. Canada, um, that on the other side we can see the influence, be it through shipbuilding or one aspect is even stone walls yes and you know we were at a dry stone wall festival last year in Amherst Island in Ontario and there were some stone masons over from here and do you know they're very hard to build I know there really but is such skill involved the Queen's wall builder right said he did not believe you could build a perpendicular wall without mortar until he saw Wow, but if you even look often at these vaults, these beautiful vaults in yes. Epic, I mean, this, 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 this craftsmanship that went into oh. these, you couldn't reproduce it. No. And in fact, they say if you look at some of the lines of stone, it's almost like someone's signature. You can say, oh, that was Worker B who did yes. that, or Worker yes. C, because they have their own style. Yes. So it's a bit like writing. Yes. So it's quite phenomenal to see this. And thankfully, they stay up very safely. Yes. Now this is all politics, yeah. and as I'm sure you well know, we well, that's appropriate a lot of Prime Ministers uh, appropriate in Canada. coming through discussion of building walls. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. We should be building bigger tables <laughs> to, 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 to be kind to people instead that's of walls. Right. That's right. So we have 22 uh, presidents of America who were of Irish ancestry. Yes. Prime Minister of Australia, Paul Keating there. Yeah, yeah there's probably not an English-speaking country 
that has not had somebody in senior political position. Absolutely. And again, I say for the, for the size of our country, yes. we've produced some amazing world leaders. Amazing, indeed. indeed. I see um, some musical influence behind. In oh, Bob Geldof there. Uh, yes, in more indicative, I would imagine, of this is protest. In yes. Yes. March for Justice. Yes. Samantha Power. Samantha Power. Yeah. Uh, her aunt was Lou Stephen Mort. All right. Yeah. Now we, we, we tell again. a very um, authentic story in ethics. So this is the, we're now moving into the Rogues Gallery, ah. and this is full of the naughty Irish who went off and did terrible things. So what you have here is a wall of gangsters, if you like. So we've got Ned Kelly, Billy the Kid, Mrs O'Leary, um, Queen Anne Bonny, the Pirate Queen. So. What we do is you play a little game with them. It's a kind of a whodunit, so you have to try and guess who did what. Ah, okay. So you can play it now if you like. You're, we're about to start one. Okay. So there's Machine Gun Kelly. There's Mrs. O'Leary. You know what she did? Uh, no. Set fire to Chicago? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. she blamed her cow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Obviously contributes no global warming. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Okay, are you going to play? I better. Okay. <laughs> So, who done, who done it? With two characters in front, George Barrington and Anne Cormack. As you said out there, women. She's the pirate. Women, women appeared in a lot of these um, issues. Oh Which yeah. Of these two people committed crimes in disguise. Guy in disguise. In disguise. Yeah. I would say Anne Cormack. Okay, so you have to go and stand in square B here. Okay, I stand okay. In and B. then it says one of these people was known for daring exploits and robbing. Okay, I'm going to say George Barrington, so I'm going to go over to A. Oh, you're over in A. Okay. I'm over in A. You're, you're in B. Last Who dodged the hanging? Uh, oh, actually, I'm going over to B. I'm going to say Anne Cormac. I'm with you in this one. Okay. So were you right? Let's see where we right. Dressed up Dressed as a man, man to plunder yeah, ships. Right Captured many vessels and much loot. Yeah. Condemned to hang, but execution stayed. Yeah, I would imagine So, that. we were correct. We got the right answer. Yeah. It was so Queen Anne Bonny. But there again, the men are discriminated against. Why so? Because they get home. Well, she had a very, very successful father. I think he was a lawyer. So he came <laughs> over and he worked his magic and managed uh, to save his daughter. Okay. She ended up going off and marrying and having about ten children after that. Right. So she had quite an interesting life. This is one of our biggest galleries. This is all about music and dance. Right. And how Irish music has influenced other types of music. Indeed. And Irish dance has influenced other types of dance. This is Chief O'Neill. And of course, very, very strong in Quebec. Yes. Very strong. And, and there's areas in Quebec that um, they're just the whole fiddle playing and dancing and music. And in fact, I have to tell you, I was um, recording in Ottawa. Uh, uh, there was a native First Nations convention going on. And there was a guy up there and he was playing the squeeze box. Oh, yeah. And he was playing. Um, what I understand to be the Irish washerwoman. <laughs> so I suppose you learned that. And he was calling it um, the Straits of something or other. And he saw old, 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 in, old um, Eskimo tune. I said, really? And I said, wow. yeah. I said, well, and what about the instrument? Well, instrument, we've been using that old Eskimo, like the traditional instrument. My God. Do you know who's actually featured in here, and it's going to be of interest to Canadians, is, you know, the Celtic band, uh, the Irish Rovers? Yes, I know. I um, yes, 
Well, they feature here. I mean, they produce over 40 albums. That's correct. Um, Will Miller, actually, of the original Irish Rovers, he no longer, he's never moved on to the Irish Rovers, is a wonderful painter um, in oils and has many paintings of what are traditional Irish scenes. Wow. Yeah. But did you know that the Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau actually asked the Irish Rovers members to become Canadian citizens so they could officially represent Canada? Did you know that? I did that? not know that. There you go. I did not know that. So have you heard of John McCormack, the famous tenor? I used to own a premises in the Bon in Athlone. Right. Which is where he was born. Which is where he was born, I know. Yeah. Do you know in his day he was one of the highest paid entertainers I in know, the world? I know that when he sang in uh, Carnegie Hall he got something like 200000 or the equivalent of about $240,000 for yeah. in today's money. Phenomenal, phenomenal. With no amplification. Yeah, some voice. Uh, I know. an amazing yeah. voice. You can hear him perform actually a little later on. Here we have a kind of a sing-off where we see how Irish music or songs have influenced other types of uh, music. Yeah. Well, we dance-off, <coughs> we play-offs, we've all sorts of stuff going on You know here. who Delia Murphy was? No. Delia Murphy wrote The Spinning Wheel. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. And she wrote it when she was living outside of Ottawa because her husband was the Irish ambassador to oh Canada. Oh my goodness. And in fact, our former ambassador, Ray Bassett, um, well, who's been in here actually, yes. he's visited us. Um, one of the rooms in the embassy residence in Ottawa, he wanted to call the Delia Murphy room That's and we've had, concert, we've had concerts there. I must uh, remember, do you have a lovely story? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, she, she, wrote, she wrote quite a few things. Yeah. Obviously you couldn't have Irish music without paying a visit to Riverdance. No. I mean, you, you know, everyone was mesmerized by it, weren't they? You know, to try Patterson. Do you recognize uh, some of these names? The Flanagan brothers were the ones that uh, gathered all the music in there, were really big in the U.S. Wow. Um, and uh, they were considered, I think they um, collected an awful lot of what would have been music that went across. Right. So when you come to Epic, you actually get the opportunity to learn how to do the seven steps. Now are you Clancy Brothers and Tommy Oh, Clancy Brothers. And they're particularly close to my heart because Tommy Makeham was from a town called Keedy in County Armagh. And I'm from Keedy in County Armagh. And there's very few good things came out of Keedy from County Armagh. I interviewed Tommy. Did you? Lovely man. And I emceed at a concert recently with Tom Sweeney. Oh, fantastic. Tommy's nephew. Yeah, yeah. So we've had we've had a nephew of Tommy Makem's in here actually. Yeah. There's the Irish Rovers yeah. for you. Look, the album yeah. covers from those days. Well, that that one, one was called Emigrant. Emigrant. Yeah. So this would have been which of them was Will? I think yeah, the song The Unicorn. Yes. Yeah, he was saying that one. Oh, Will, Will is that. no longer with them. Uh, he's now gone on to a different. But weren't they zany uh, album covers? Oh, they were the indeed. They were they were huge in Canada. Of course they were. Yeah. Here's the the Unicorn. The Unicorn. There it is. Yeah. Um, the Kelly family. Yeah. And of course, when they come in here, uh, I don't see it, but or maybe uh, Phil Linnett. Oh, Phil Linnett. And, yeah, and Phil Linnett's and here. The Pogues. And the Pogues. Um, in fact, you can listen to some of their music if you grab that oh, headset. Yeah, yeah, wonderful music. Again, look, amazing uh, single covers, LP covers. And that's relatively recent, but it going is? back to the Hollywood times then, there was, of course, Bing Crosby, Dennis Day. Yeah. And. John Wayne, of course, was of course. Um, Maureen O'Hara. 
Oh, she absolutely. She's teachers here. Yeah. Here are the seven steps. Do you want to give it a go? Start. Point. Point. No, but you have to. You see the same foot, okay? Oh. You point. Oh. And then, so here's what you do. You start where, here. Yeah, but where do I keep my other point foot? Point there, okay? And then you hop onto this. Okay. Do you see? You getting it? Derville was always out of step. Well, so I've shown you. <laughs> so that's a bit of fun. So you can learn to do the seven steps. Of course, this is from Riverdance. Yeah. Makes me want to get my dancing shoes on. Just watching this. More. Here are some more famous uh, Irish Irish. Bachelors, that's right. Boy George. Of course, you knew you know yeah, Boy George, yeah, of course. Yes, indeed. Uh, Lola Monte. Did you know Rihanna? Uh, I saw some, re but I didn't. I, yeah. I saw something recently. Of yeah. Irish descent. Yeah. Dusty Johnny Springfield. Rod Dusty Springfield. I remember that. And you'd mentioned Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. There Bing. he is. Donny Donegan. I remember that. Yeah. Arthur Sullivan of Gilbert and Sullivan. I remember yes. that. Yeah. And obviously the Gallagher brothers. Yes, the Oasis. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. From and Elvis Costello. Now this is our bar. This is the epic bar. Unfortunately, often it's a dry bar. That's fine. Because we figure if we had, we, if we had proper beer in here, people would never want to leave. So, uh, did you know that Labatt beer was invented by an Irish yeah, man? I do, because you knew that. Ray, Ray keeps me informed on Yeah, that. John Kinder Labatt yes. from Carlo. Yeah. And headed off to Canada. And started off, I think, in farming. Well, and Eaton, then Eaton's also came from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. As did Ford. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so like we... So we many, many of the, the big international names in, in the industry... So in the Irish bar here, we have the story of the wine geese. Yeah. So you can actually touch, touch the And of the course, a little bit of market from the wine the geese, you had Hennessy. Yes, which indeed. Which was into the, the brandies. We have whiskey over here as well. With an E or without? With an E. I would think so. With an E. It would have whiskey, to be. Of course. Uh, yeah. Touch Bordeaux to find out what happened here. This is the story of Thomas Barton. Right. Barton is a um, Carrick Shore down that Clanmel. Is it? That's neck of the woods, yeah. Barton is down around there. Nice little interactive, this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Bordeaux, really. Again, Frank Phelan, Irish yeah. names. Yeah. French Tom, Lynch and Bagus. Langos Barton there. Yeah. yeah. No, you wouldn't really would, associate Irish people with wine, would you? Hmm. We drink a lot of it now, mind you. Yes. We've become a bit more sophisticated. This gallery is all about art and design. So I'm sure you've heard of Orla Kylie. Yes, I have. Actually. And Philip Tracy. Yes. This is lovely hat. So they all yes. feature here. But also you have... Did you know James Hoban uh, designed the White House? I did, actually. Yes, well, he's I featured did. here. Because the White House always reminds me of where I went to school. Okay. God, you must have gone to a very fancy school. I was in Garvey and Van Oh, okay. Which was Lord Clancarty's residence. Wow. And... The, what would have been the Oval Office probably was the pre-standing room. Oh my goodness. So like it's in the same type of... Wow. Thing, it's that. So there's a lot of Irish houses in that design. If you look when you're driving around the country, if you look at the old big house, yeah. uh, there's, there's certainly the Lord's had, and you look at the White House, you can see resemblance. See resemblance. I've got to look out for that yeah. more. See Jack B. Yates is here. Yes. Um, Roderick O'Connor, Francis Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. So. And one of the things that isn't like we're talking here about design. Archi yeah. Architecture is featured. Yes, Eileen Gray. Well, there are some architects in Ottawa from 
Ireland. Right. And they're responsible for, well, one architect uh, got an award for the current, the now War Museum in Ottawa. Oh. And there are other architects that have got awards uh, for their design in uh, the University of Ottawa. Wow. And the Ottawa Airport was designed by Irish architects wow. also. Didn't know that either. Oh. Fantastic. We're now entering into two galleries that are devoted to the writers, poets, our storytellers, actors, yeah. actresses. There's Terry Wogan, Terry great Wogan presenter, indeed. you know, a man from Limerick. Yep. Yeah. Um, Dave Allen, do you remember Dave Allen? Indeed, I do. Great with comedian. The cigarette and with the, the cigarette and the little and finger, and half the, the yeah. finger missing. A little bit. He was a little bit uh, risque for his time, wasn't very, he? Very. Yeah. Terry Wogan, of course, was a former banker. Yes, yeah, yeah. great voice. And um, yeah. in our in Epic, uh, the Irish Emigration Museum, in our library, our books talk to you. Okay. So we've been described as having Harry Potter trickery, and okay. as we walk in here now, I'm going to pull out a book, and it's going to speak to me. This is Dracula by Bram, Bram Stoker. And are the books catalogued? Uh, so, so if I was looking for someone, could I find no, them? No, no, that's, no. It's, it's, only the, it's only the digital books that talk to you. Yeah, it's only specific ones. It's only specific ones. However, we have a virtual book, so this gigantic book yes. that we're looking at. You activate it by just pushing, okay. put, put your hand over it. Do a swipe. Do a swipe. Okay. You don't, no, you don't touch it. Put try. your hand up. And, yeah, there you go. Okay. And there's some amazing... Uh, Graphics here, Irish migrants and their descendants have made an impact far and wide. Indeed. So you're going to hear about James Joyce, C.S. Lewis, Bram Stoker, Samuel mm. Beckett, and Edna O'Brien. He's still making a, a, an impression. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you just do a nice flick and you can move it along if you feel like it. I, I shouldn't touch that. Don't touch it. Literary yeah. award. I'll tear it. Ha, you can't tear this book, thankfully. So, four Nobel laureates. Yeah, Yates, Shaw, Beckett, Beckett Heaney. Right. Yeah. Heaney's the only one who didn't emigrate. Right. James Joyce, Impact on the World. Yeah. Isn't that pretty impressive? And this year on Bloomsday. Yes. Uh, because Canada is celebrating 150 years, yes. each country has been given a date to select to represent their contribution to Canada. Wow. And Ireland's contribution day is Bloomsday. Bloomsday, that makes sense. That's yes. lovely. Well, they were fortunate to get it. Oh, wow. So, so uh, yes, it's Bloomsday. Here we feature uh, cinema, theatre, comedy club. Yeah. Um, so, there's Maureen O'Hara. In the Quiet Man. Yes. With John Wayne. With John Wayne. There's Pierce Brosnan. Navin. Good Navin man. Yeah. Uh, Barry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he was in uh, uh, a number of. Last one, I think, was. um, Ah, look, Grace Kelly. Wasn't she so beautiful? Her was Her also from Mayo. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ah. Ah, Peter O'Toole. So and of course Richard Harris. Well, Richard Harris, would you believe, was my mother's first boyfriend. <laughs> Thankfully she didn't marry him because he probably have ended. She'd ended up being about his fifth wife. 
This is. Uh, I, I recognised. Uh, this is the Gallery of Celebration. So it's St. Patrick's Day festivals all over the world. Okay. Plus it includes the likes of the Milwaukee Irish Festival. Okay. Okay. So it's very lively, very jolly, and a great photo opportunity with the Indeed. mirrors. You can get a picture Indeed. of yourself at a festival. You almost yes. feel that you're there. And I see Liz Carroll there. Yes. And Liz Carroll, of course, has played the White House. Of course. Tullamore Connections. Fantastic. Yeah. There's the Milwaukee Festival. Do you ever go to that? I haven't got to that yet. All these items still a bucket list, you know. Ah, yeah. We, yeah. All, we all have a bucket I can't, list. I can't be in Milwaukee when I spend this much time in Ireland. True. Where would you rather be? Well, so depends, this depends on the time of the year. Sadly, we're coming to an end. This is our last gallery, uh, it's Connections. So, do you remember I told you about your passport doing a little trick? Yes, yes. Well, okay. we're going to do a little trick now. Okay. Place so, what we want you to do is place your passport down here. Yeah. Okay. Now, you see all these little postcards? You've got to pick one that you like. You're going to send a virtual postcard to someone from here. Oh, one on. of these. Say okay. we do that one. Okay, so what you want to do is you're going to send an email to your family and friends somewhere. So you can type your little message. You want to say, okay. Okay. Hi from Epic. Or even better, wish you were here. Well, I'm pleased with what you're saying, Austin. Now you have two choices here. You can email it to somebody. Can I tweet it? Not from here, but you can email it to someone, um, or you can send it onto the big screen there, okay. and you'll you'll be forever immortalised in the walls of Epic. Lovely, delighted that you think we're a definite highlight. Definitely. So will we email it to somebody? Have an email address uh, sent. There she goes. Away she go. goes. So it will Fantastic. arrive to your friend in Canada, and hopefully they'll come and visit no. us here. We're we're a digital museum. We're always involved. Do a little tweet from here. Or you can put a little post up on Facebook from yes, here if will. you'd like to. Yeah, we'll and say, what was your favourite part of Epic? So, and then this, this video here, this is just shows all happy scenes. People returning back to Ireland, hugging their family and loved ones. So it's a very happy mm -hmm. way to mm -hmm. end your tour mm -hmm. of Epic. It is indeed. On a very positive note. It is indeed. And after that, I'm going to bring you up the escalator and into the shop. And you can spend a few, Euro, a few euros on right. gifts for your loved That's ones. That's right. We were going to talk about money. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's actually really good value for a visit here. I mean, you could spend easily an hour and a half to two hours. No, you Easily. No, you you could. need longer, don't you? Do. you? That's you need why longer. you couldn't. You absolutely do need longer. And you know what we do, Austin? Yeah. We allow people to get a family, a day ticket. So yes. you can come, go and have coffee, come back, yes. go and have lunch, come back. Yep. For a family ticket, that's for two adults and two children, it's just 35 euros. Okay. You could easily spend half a day here. You could. And it's fun, it's educational, the whole digital thing, young people will it's vibrant. And do you know what I love? People come out and they say, I didn't know that. So many things. Yeah. And it's both Irish people um, and, and international visitors say the same thing. I didn't know this about Ireland. So it really is a deep dive into Irish history. And I actually think it makes a great starting point to any visit to Ireland. I would agree. Now, one thing I want you to tell me yes. is because I found out only today, but the brains behind this are maybe not just the brains, but the generosity behind this. Yeah, yeah. Our founder is a, a gentleman called Neville Isdell. Mm -hmm. And Neville was originally from Downpatrick in Northern Ireland. And at the tender age of 10, his father got a job working in Africa. So mm -hmm. he moved the family to what was then Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe. And Neville grew up there, was educated there, and worked there. But he eventually became the global CEO of Coca-Cola. And he maintained that his Irishness 
has helped him in his career, has opened doors for him. Mm -hmm. So this was his vision to mm -hmm. tell a story of Irishness that had never been told before. Mm -hmm. So when he bought this beautiful building, the CHQ building, and when he discovered the vaults, these beautiful 200-year-old vaults, he just realized it would be the perfect home for something like Epic, the Irish Emigration Museum. Mm -hmm. And as you can see, it really lends itself beautifully to telling this fabulous story. As I said while we were walking through, like so many spaces that have things in them are very passive. Yes. And yet this of if anything is far from that, it's very interactive. Yeah. And that is And yet you don't need any skills to do anything. No. You don't have to be an IT win. No. You come in, you walk through, you know, and, and some people have different interests. Some people are more inter interested in music and dance, yes. others in the literature. So you can pick, you know, the areas that most and, interest you. And Another you area I want to mention to you Austin, if you have people visiting who have Irish ancestors and they want to do more research on their family tree we have a dedicated area called the Irish Family History Centre okay. where you go in and you can have a one-on-one -on -one with a genealogist so if you have for example uh, maybe your parents names or your grandparents names if you have some information on where they went in Canada or the States the guys here can help you to do your family tree did you know Tom Cruise? I've Irish heard about ancestor? that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, peop, the folk here in Irish Family History Centre actually helped him to do his, his family right. tree. Okay. As you can see here, Austin, you can also spend a lot of euros on some nice uh, gifts and souvenirs for, for people. So, I'm delighted that we got this opportunity. And I'm delighted that I got the chance to show you around. And we look forward to welcoming more people uh, from Canada to because come, to come and visit us. Because we know that tourism from North America was up the last two years considerably. Yes. Considerably. Yeah. And definitely this and is we've a had a lot of people here from North America and they, they consistently love it. Yeah. Um, and as I say, we're getting fantastic reviews on TripAdvisor, 90% five-star rating. So, you know, people really are enjoying it. Indeed. We're going to have to wrap up. We're going up. to have to wrap because I, I have another group coming Excellent. in. Excellent. Well, thank you indeed.